Welcome to the week three edition of Anytime Touchdown on thehammer.bet. Have you been to thehammer.bet as of yet? Shame on you. If not, go there right now after watching this video, smashing the like, and subbing to the channel. You can find the audio podcast up as well if you search Anytime Touchdown. Easy stuff. Tons going on in the week three market. Jason at Spreadopedia on Twitter is back. Hopefully they pay you out if you hit some more winners this week. I hope so. Nice to be here. How's it going? Not bad. So can you run people through what happened last week in terms of the uh, anytime touchdown bets? Yeah, so uh, I'd mentioned I liked Kyle Juszczyk, the uh, the 49ers fullback. And uh, if you parlay him with either or the 49ers and Seahawks defense to score a defensive touchdown, um, I guess a bunch of people did that at FanDuel. They parlayed, you know, uh, use check touchdown under 37 and a half points or whatever with uh, with a defensive touchdown. And it clearly says defense, not defense, special teams. Um, but according to FanDuel, a blocked field goal return for a touchdown is not a defensive touchdown, even though there are multiple emails from their own customer service saying that a blocked kick counts as a defensive touchdown they decided not to pay out um, what would have been a pretty big win for a bunch of people and uh, it sounds like they're gonna have to file complaints with various state gaming boards to get this uh, get this reviewed but FanDuel has been of absolutely no help customer service less than zero help this week in getting this resolved Um, pretty pretty disappointing situation to be honest with you yeah it's pretty terrible You'd think that just to avoid the bad press, it's not like they took a million-dollar wager on Sunday Night Football and there was 20 other people like that. It doesn't seem like it would be too much to pay this to go away and just pay it at how it should, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's a a legitimate win. Besides that, there's no, you know, there were no individual defensive players in the field or there was no field option. So, you know, in this case, FanDuel just gets to grade everything a loser and, and keep everything for themselves, which I think is even worse, you know, um, like I said, this is just bad customer service, bad PR. Um, I, I don't understand why they're doing this, but I don't work for Vandal. So what can I say? At least with the actual regulated operators right now in the United States, at least there is some sort of you know recourse that you can have by filing a petition to the gaming corporations, right? State by state, it varies. Certain states, you're going to have better chance, you know, with the board than others. Um, Because this is still in its infancy in several states, the boards in a lot of states don't particularly know what they're doing. Uh, New New Jersey seems to be a little more established and uh, Nevada, you know, um, they're, they're hit or miss. But, you know, at least you can you can file a complaint and get it heard. after that, it's it's tough, but I don't like being in that situation. No, it's not a great situation to be in, but if you're using an offshore and they're just like, yeah, you didn't win, well, that's the end of it. Sort of. In my experience, if I had had this situation with an offshore, I would have hit up customer service on Monday morning and talked to Manny or Marco or Julio or one of the many chat people I've talked to for, for several years and I would have stated my case. I would have stated it clearly. I would have shown them their own house rules and they probably would have reversed it and paid me. Um, But yeah, I mean, offshore is hit or miss. It just, you you don't have a, you know, you don't have a forum to, to, uh, you know, 
have your complaints aired other than customer service, which you have to have, you know, experience dealing with to know how to get what you want. But uh, yeah, no, it sucks. It sucks dealing with uh, regulated books that, that'll do stuff like this. But, you know, learning experience for everybody. Well, let's try to make sure that there's no discrepancies in the picks that we give out this week that, hey, someone scores a touchdown, you end up winning money on it. Do you have any long shots off the top that you're looking at? Long shots. Um, Eric, Eric Sauber, the, the tight end on the on the Broncos, he scored the first touchdown last week, 55 to one. My friend, uh, my friend T-Bone actually pointed this out to me. You had to wait till like third quarter to cash this, but uh uh, he says that the Broncos beat writers all say that Saubert is the only tight end wide receiver that uh, Wilson has any trust or connection with so far. So it wouldn't surprise me to see him involved in the passing game again. He's a, a nice, you know, large target six, five. So, uh, you know, I like, I like those tight ends. I wouldn't, wouldn't uh, not, you know, I would like to have Eric Saubert on my betting card again this week. Do you find that if you're going to take some of these long shot anytime touchdown plays that going with a maybe underutilized tight end or even like the fullback with use check last week, that that's where the most value is because there's no real value left on a wide receiver four on a team. They're like plus 400. Yeah. You know, in a lot of cases, there's just not a, a ton of value at the top of the board in these things. Um, especially when we're talking about these, these legal public facing books, obviously, you know, the, the favorites are going to be juiced and you're not going to find a ton of value up at the top. But uh, with the with the Kyle Juszczyk situation, I think we probably got really lucky there with Trey Lance getting hurt and Garoppolo coming in because Garoppolo just happens to like Kyle Juszczyk and have a connection with him. And as soon as Garoppolo came in, he he I guess he rushed for a touchdown, actually, which is unusual. Most of Juszczyk's touchdowns are, are receiving touchdowns, but um yeah like I, I wasn't surprised to see him u- utilized in the red zone and you know you're, you're always looking for situations where you know certain quarterbacks will, will favor certain players and use check just happens to be a guy Garoppolo favors and we got we got lucky there you know I didn't know Garoppolo was going to come in and Lance was going to get hurt it just it just happened uh, I was looking at Kyle Granson in the Chiefs and Colts game. Tight end, he's running more or the same, depending on which game you look at, than Mo Ali Cox. And already, I mean, they're five and a half point dogs in this game. Obviously, they had to pass a ton last week, couldn't score a point. So that was problematic. This is the first game of the year I can, that it just you look at the board and you say, well, Chiefs were minus six and a half. Now they're minus five and a half. Yet every sharp person I know, is betting on the Colts. Every Johnny Public guy I know is like the Colts. I would never touch the Colts. The Colts are an abomination. The Chiefs are the lock of the century here. It's turning into one of these games. I always like these games, but I think that the Colts offense rebounds a little bit and Granson's just been on the field. Like Matt Ryan likes him. Yeah, it's a great spot for the Colts, you know, coming off a 24-0 blowout like that. Um, you know, obviously seeing the the resistance and then the the money going against the the chiefs should be an indication that you know there's there's a huge huge sharp uh a huge amount of sharp money on the the Colts right now don't don't hate your play the only thing i would i would look a little deeper and make sure you know not not only how many snaps each guy is playing but how many routes they're running you know versus versus what they're doing as a blocker 
Um, but yeah, if, if Matt Ryan likes them, it's sort of the same situation where I was just talking about there. There's a bunch of guys on my list like that this week that, uh, you know, pop pop out similar sort of situation. But I, I don't hate that at all. Uh, who were some of the other guys you were looking at? Because I went to Tanner Hudson last week at 11 to one. I played him first, last and any time. And then Bellinger scored the touchdown. But initially, I thought it was Tanner Hudson. And I got very excited for about three seconds. Well, I got got a couple couple tight ends. No surprise. Uh, Vikings, Johnny Munt, M-U-N-D-T, Munt. Um, he's four to one anytime. He's he's sort of their, their second tight end, I think. He came over from the Rams with O'Connell. Seems to understand the offense and know how to get open. So uh, I had my eye on him. He looked all right. Vikings didn't look great, but he looked fine when I saw him on the field on Monday night. Then uh, Ravens, another tight end, Isaiah Likely. We talked about him week one. He, uh, he, he think I think he had one target week one. He had nine targets week two. That's a lot. So uh, see if they can't get him more involved in the offense. And then one of my much bigger numbers is LeJordan Humphrey on the Patriots hybrid wide receiver tight end he's 16 to one to score anytime he played 38 percent of the off 38 percent of the offensive snaps week two only had two targets but uh he he ended up replacing hunter henry who just couldn't block on the edge like he just if you go back and look at the tape last week hunter henry was just awful as a blocker and the the patriots coaches eventually realized that he was a liability out there and they had to put the Jordan Humphrey in. So it wouldn't surprise me to see more Humphrey in, uh, in the Patriots lineup this week, um, 16 to one got my eye on him. Yeah. The only ones I was really looking at outside of like your, your obvious ones at the top, or even you mentioned that everything is just juice to the teeth anyway. So maybe not the best, like the only one that I played at around even money last week was Antonio Gibson. And I just continue to like Antonio Gibson in these spots because regardless of the score, in the Washington games that when they get inside the five yard line, their first two plays are instant handoff to Antonio Gibson. Like he had the most carry. He has the most carries inside the five yard line of any player this season through two weeks. He had three last week with in a situation where he had no business touching the ball inside the five yard line. They were down by multiple scores. They should not have been running the ball to Washington. They don't care about that this week. I'm actually going back to San Francisco to think about it. And uh, you have Jordan Mason, who's going to take over for Tyrion Davis-Price, who's now out with a high ankle sprain, running behind Jeff Wilson, no Trey Lance to steal this. Maybe Juszczyk ends up stealing it, but I feel like he's going to be involved a lot because all San Francisco wants to do is run the ball. Inside the red zone, it wouldn't surprise me to see them use Kyle Juszczyk inside, you know, the five-yard line or whatever. Um, I don't I don't hate the Mason play, but definitely Juszczyk again at plus 650 is absolutely going to be one of my bets use check use check to score two touchdowns use check first last anytime probably going to be on my card this week and is there anyone up near the not necessarily the top of the board but in that like plus 200 plus 150 plus 250 range that you want to go with yeah i got some got a bunch of bunch of guys i like uh garrett wilson plus 210 he scored twice i think was that last week yep um if you remember, I mentioned wide wide receivers, rookie wide receivers, two two x touchdowns. It's two weeks in a row that it's happened. So there's a lot of money to be made on the front end betting these two x touchdowns each week, as opposed to trying to throw a dart at which one of these wide receivers is going to win offensive rookie of the year. 
But uh, yeah, Garrett Wilson plus 210. I like that. I like Nelson Aguilar on the Patriots plus 265. He got a lot of targets last week. Should see his target share increase if uh, Jacoby Myers is out. I like both of the St. Brown brothers, Amon Rot plus 135 and Equimenius at two plus 285. So two St. Brown brothers there. Then uh, Ben Skrownick on the, the Rams plus 235. He should see more targets this week and uh, probably playing some sort of hybrid second tight end role with Hopkins out of the Rams lineup this week. I also like Brandon Powell plus 550 on the Rams. He's one of their, uh, you know, kick returners slash fourth receivers. I think he gets more looks as the season goes on. And then the Falcons, three guys I bet last week were Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and Marcus Mariota. The only one of them that scored was Drake London, but I'll just bet the same three of them again this week. So London plus 175, Pitts plus 215, and Mariota two to one. Anytime touchdowns again. It's funny. I, I ran 10,000 simulations of this slate. I haven't updated the numbers to the current injury report, but coming into the day, Skronik was like weirdly, the simulations loved him. And I still, I, I put in the numbers. I still can't even figure out why. <laughs> I mean, someone's got to catch the ball. I guess so. I mean, can't it just all, seems like it's can't all just be Cooper Cup. I mean, if you're going to throw 35 times, it can't be 22 catches to two Cooper Cup or something, you know, like that's what it feels Other guys like. guys have to catch the ball. <laughs> It feels like that's the way that they lean in this offense. It's just like, yeah, it's just no one's open. Okay, just throw it in Cup's direction. He'll probably get it. Yeah, I mean, Cup gets the, the, he has the most targets, most receptions. He has the highest percent, you know, target share of any wide receiver. So not surprising. Um, I'd still bet no touchdown on Cup at at big numbers um, or plus money. I'd also bet no touchdown on Stefan Diggs this week. Just getting, uh, you know, probably minus 110 or better there. Against Xavier Howard, I think that's a good deal. Yeah, I mean, just even if you throw out, like, Xavier Howard's a bit banged up, so he wasn't as effective last week. But the Bills just have so many more options should, if Howard even has reasonable coverage on Diggs. Hey, Gabe Davis is back. Let's throw him the ball. We didn't get my Isaiah McKenzie going at all last week. Let's get Isaiah McKenzie in the mix. And even just in just pure projections, I haven't projected it scoring a touchdown. Let's see, 0.7 touchdowns. So he's not even going to average a touchdown. So anything in the negative in terms with a minus in front of it. Just seems like a poor play. Yeah. I also like Sterling Shepard on Monday night. He's plus 290. He had 10 targets last week. That's, that's a lot of targets for Dan, Dan, Daniel Jones to be thrown to somebody. It, it is. I mean, I would go back to Tanner Hudson in that game. He was more involved than Bellinger was. It just down at the goal line, Bellinger just broke one and dove in. That was the end of it. But Hudson had his shots. Yeah. I mean, I always tell people if, if, if the guy is your guy, you know, you always got to bet your guy. So like, Donald Parham probably going to be active for the Chargers this week. I'm always going to bet Donald Parham. Um, you know, Chris Chris Olave, by the way, he had 13 targets last week. Another rookie receiver doing things. I think, um, unfortunately, the 2x touchdown prices are better at FanDuel than uh, DraftKings for the most part. But, uh, you know, you got to shop around to find the best numbers on those. Yeah, the, the issue with Olave, I, I've just seen a lot made of him this week. And yeah, he's becoming a very popular option in that Saints offense. But that his 
the hype for him this week, I feel like works twofold in a lot of ways. Like he ended up with 365 air yards last week and he ended up with all these targets. He finally caught one of the deep ones, which he immediately fumbled. But you have to be into a stance where, hey, the Saints are going to be down by 10 or more points. And then it just becomes Jameis takes deep shot season before they got down in that game. Like he was throwing the ball eight yards down the field. It was really weird. Yeah, he had he had like 110 yards passing before the fourth quarter. It was it was not a good. It was a it was a weird game because if you only watch the first three quarters, you know you have a much different perception of what happened in the last you know 15 minutes. But um, you know, pretty pretty unimpressed by Jameis this this weekend. This last weekend. All right. Well, you can check out Jason at Spreadopedia on Twitter. Of course, you can always follow me at the PME on Twitter. Sub two. This show comes out every single Friday. Anytime touchdown with Pat and Jason. Head on over to the Hammer dot bet for all your betting needs pat mayo see you next week